Guys, I know you always get so nervous before we record, but don't worry, you'll pick it up easy. It's just like riding a bicycle. I'm Noah Jansen. I'm Meg Jensen. I'm Eliza Jensen. And this is Twin Peaks. I was like, gonna try and do that. Heavy metal, like. That was good. Gosh, I love movies. Welcome to Twin Picks, the show where a pair of actual real-life human twins. And me too. (laughs) Make a double feature out of two movies that share some kind of similarity and decide which one does its job better. Here we are today. Back again. Um, Back on our shit. Back on our shit. Feeling good about this one because you know what? We're not going to get into the territory of disgusting, sexy, sweaty bodies, poles, Vaseline. Burt Reynolds. Just for context, last week's episodes were striptease and showgirls. Like, we weren't just like. I'm like, oh, yeah. Some crazy. Sliding down a pole covered in Vaseline with Burt Reynolds watching. Yeah, no, I was talking about last week's episode, of course. But yeah, no, now we're returning to something a bit more. I can feel the ground. I can feel the ground underneath my tyres. Oh, yeah, that's right. Because we're watching what we're talking about bicycle thieves and BMX bandits, baby. Yeah, that's showbiz, baby. This is one of our better. That's good. This is one of our better um, matches, I reckon. Yeah, it was really like, good. Thieves, bandits, thieves, wow. bandits, and like divides, right? Wow. I know, and they're very different, Who and they're great this? in their own way. I did. Eliza's so bright. Get it? Basically, thieves. Are we just trying to make these as many bees as possible? Bubble bath. Bubble bath. Bubble bath. I love. What's that. another good bee? Brontosaurus. Um, oh no! Mm. Forget it. Let's go back. Let's keep okay. on um, um, going. Yeah. Have you guys seen much. either of these movies before? Yes. Shall I get into my history with BMX Bandits now? <laughs> no, we'll save it. We'll save it for BMX Bandits. We all mm-hmm. used to watch BMX Bandits together. We yeah, did. we did. Go and on. It now. was like randomly influential for me. Tell us. Go on. No, no, no. I think it'll complement the conversation of okay. the movie. So we'll talk about. I yeah, feel like there is a larger story. Some traumatizing BMX yeah, accident. Yeah. No, no, no. It's quite funny. It's just funny. I think okay. you've heard it before, but you just forget that it's one of the funniest yeah. stories of dumb shit I've done. <laughs> so I've seen Bicycle, Bicycle Thieves. Um, I've seen it in two different film subjects of, at uni. Oh, and cool. weird. I'd already watched it before that because it's just one of those movies you're like, oh, you they're like, this is Italian neorealism. Yeah, yeah. And I really had to look into the word neorealism this week. Definitely, oh, yeah. I could have sent you my notes, Noah. Oh, there you go, Megani. <laughs> Great to see you. Sorry, I'm not supposed to call you um, Megani. She doesn't like it. Uh, Sorry. I don't care. You oh. can call me whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't like it. Oh, um, go on. Well. Uh, yeah, but yeah, that's what we're watching this week. Do we just want to get on our bikes and ride? Let's go. Let's go. I want, I to, want ride to ride my, my bike. Oh, we're so on this right now. This is crazy shit. Let's fucking steal some bikes. Oh, wow. Bicycle 
bicycle thieves sometimes are incorrectly translated to the bicycle thief, which is not true, both mm. in, in translation as well as the fact that this movie has more than one bicycle thief, which we'll get into. Uh, it's a 1948 Italian neorealist drama film directed by Vittorio De Sica. De Sica, I think De Sica. Um, and it follows the story of a poor father who's searching post-World War II Rome for his stolen bicycle, without which he'll like lose his job, which was going to be the salvation of Saving his Grace? young family. Yeah. Um, and this is uh, – I read an interesting uh, piece by Crit- the, the Criterion Collection for their release of oh. this film that I feel like kicks things off really interestingly in that um, this film, quite like with – what's the other film we talk, talked about that like it gets quoted as being one of the best? Oh, Tokyo um, Story. Tokyo Story. It's kind of in that realm with Citizen Kane, but this film also has a very important um, – uh, the, the whole piece is about how this – and we'll put it in the show notes, actually. This mm. and Citizen Kane are the pillars of where cinema went. Mm. In that Citizen Kane is um, a film that kind of serves as the foundation of cinema as, like, auteur-driven, yep. about, like, a singular vision telling a singular story. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas Bicycle Thieves is about, like, social ideas and a realism and a grounded quality and like social like themes that relate to like yeah, community yeah. and whole like the characters are more representative of something than they are like big bold characters in their own right. Yeah. Yeah. So we, yeah. yeah, this is like the the um oh my god, I've completely forgotten the word. This is the the neorealist like masterpiece or like foundational work. Neo which, from the Matrix. Yeah, it's Keanu Reeves. Um Well this is like the Benjamin beginning Mike, of it all kind completely. of well this is yeah. So which may we should probably say for our readers is like you know, um, non-readers, <laughs> listeners, sorry, um, non, like non-actors, like realistic locations. Yeah. And the yeah. whole purpose of it is to serve a social utility in the yeah. sense that it's just like holding a mirror up to real life as much as possible. So, um, you know, we're not hiring actors and we're not acting. We are, you know, taking impoverished people from the streets of like Rome and we're putting them in the mm. role. Like but, as close to documentary as you can get. Yeah, in it, yeah exactly. Um, and yeah, it's meant to serve that social utility and make a very critical comment. And it does, yeah, diverge from the idea of auteur theory, which is steeped in artistry and artfulness. Yeah. And like, this isn't that. This is just like, let's hold our mirror up to what is going on as best we can. Even just the concept of this film, what I like on a second viewing, what really stunned me is like, the when you tell people, like this morning, um, I saw some friends and I was like, oh, I watched Bicycle Thieves again last night. And they were like, oh, what's that about? And I just mm. said the plot. And they were like, That's oh, so my sad. God. It's so and you realise, like, this film just elevates the brutality of that core concept at every turn. Like, yeah. this is a film about, uh, like, humiliation. It's about, like, the example we set for our kids. It's about... We'll get into just like the brutality of kind of what is the film saying with its ending. Hmm. Um, but yeah, like those, there's so many things that this f- like simple concept reveals about humanity yeah. and about uh, what it is to be. And like the discontentment of men. And I think yeah. as well, you don't need to catch any of the vital, or not even vital, but the catch the the plot points to oh. know that that is what this, like what this film is trying to say. You could even look to like all the faces in the crowd surrounding them 
and, you know, the people that they deal with in their course throughout Rome. And mm. You know that this film is about, yeah, the discontentment of man, these completely disenfranchised population post-war. It's this very brutal, like, they are completely ravaged by this poverty and yeah. it's shown in a way that is completely uncondemning of the fact that you know, for example, the father cannot properly care for his son in this say, instance because yeah. he is Real so, is, yeah, little, yeah. It's, it's so, so sad it's, and it, it's not making yeah. a judgment and it's not telling you, like, look at this terrible father. Like he, you know, barely but turns not around. But not romanticising it either. No. Yeah, it's just like this is what's happening. Like this man, it's not his fault that he doesn't really realise that maybe his son is drowning when there's like a little drowning boy or whatever, things yeah. like that. <laughs> but this is just the reality. He He is so... Yeah, completely mm. disenfranchised by this world that he has to do anything. It's really like the dog eat dog world it's, kind of thing. It's such an interesting observation you make about the like silent, like the silence and like just the faces of the people in this city. Because mm. that reminds me of with Tokyo's story about how like all the power is in what's not said. Yeah. Because as you said, the whole film, there's this thing about you feel like we're approaching the moral lesson of the film, which will be what to hold close to you, what mm. truly matters. Mm. Whereas. The whole film, like, you you feel like he's going to realise, like, this fucking object, this bike that I'm treating like this prized possession actually is holding me, like, pulling me away from what is really important, which is my son. Whereas actually, and as you said, like, it's the unspoken moments of, like, him thinking his son is drowned and then being like, oh, it wasn't him and not holding his hand. Mm. It's him, like, letting him fall. He falls over in the dirt and he just, like, wipes it off him. It's him like crossing the road without looking behind him and his son like nearly getting hit by two cars and how unspoken and subtle those moments are. But yeah, and then the first time I watched this, I my mouth dropped at the ending. I was like, what? Where is that? Do we want to go right to the ending and just say it? it. Tell us, Eliza. Oh, God. Okay. So from the title, Bicycle Thieves, you're like, oh, yeah, of course, our main character who looks a lot like Will Arnett, right? Yeah, okay. So much. He's the victim of these bicycle thieves that stole his bike. But over the course of the movie, he just gets broken down to the point Mm. that when he sees a bike, you can see the idea like flicker across him for the first time. Like, I just need to take a bike. Mm. Like, someone did it to me. Mm. I can do it to someone else. I'm just going to steal this bike. Mm. And of course, he doesn't get away with it. A crowd follows him. Mm. Mob justice. They beat him up a little bit. Mm. And his son, Bruno, like is so pitiful about it that they're like, fine, you can go, you disgusting bicycle thieves. Mm. And they wander off into the crowd and for the first time in the whole day, the dad, like, it's the straw that broke the camel's back and he starts crying and he's, like, staring straight ahead, trying not to let Bruno see him crying, but Bruno Mm. notices. Mm. And it's, like, you can tell it's kind of an end to a chapter of the dad's life. But it's this moment of realisation for Bruno and it's the yeah. start of his whole life being like, oh, fuck, my dad is fallible. Yeah. It's, uh, it's like the corruption yeah. of... And that's how the movie ends. Like the big tragedy is seeing that your dad is yeah. like, I this love, broken human. I love the idea that in ignoring that moral lesson we said of him, clearly I should, like the obvious like movie magic thing that would have happened was him being like, I recognise my son as the prized possession worth fighting for. You go like the film always has this perspective of like that's a lesson that's reserved for people who can afford it. That's like, Hollywood this is a, thinking. This yeah. is a cruel world. Mm. It's like a humiliating, scathing world, mm. and he doesn't have yeah he doesn't have that um, 
the luxury of thinking like that. And kind of, um, yeah, it kind yeah. of reminds me of um, Parasite. Um, a line yeah. I keep thinking about in Parasite. You thought I about that totally once as well? I agree. The no. Where the um, mum of the mm. um, poorer family mm. that have snuck into the house to be maids, mm. they're all saying like, wow, the rich family is so nice. They're such good people. And the mum is oh, like, yeah. I would be nice if I was rich. Like yeah. I would have the time to be empathetic. To be nice. Like yeah. I don't, yeah. I just have to work on myself and like try and stay alive and get food on the table all the time. Yeah, And like, I think... I don't think the movie is uh, Hollywoody enough to like waste time on sentiment and stuff. Like these yeah. people have to live pragmatically. So the movie is filmed pra- pragmatically. Mm-hmm. You watch it pragmatically. Yeah. You're not like, when is he going to like give his son a hug? You're like, get the bike. Get and the that bike. is why this film speaks to near realism as yeah. a whole, because there isn't the flourish and we're not watching this and thinking this. I just said this. Yeah, we're not watching this and thinking like, oh, what a beautiful, indulgent moment. Like, I love Completely. that you showed us that so beautiful. You're like, it is so gritty. It is very tense. Like, I feel more tense watching this film than I do any other, like, horror, anything. Mm. Because it is this, like, crazy human, that idea of the humiliation of it all. It makes you so uncomfortable. And that, and they're not, they're not going to you know, indulge you in terms of the visual of that mm. either. And neorealism as a whole really benefits from that because it does, it serves that social utility. We're looking at this and thinking like, wow, what a crazy world that we were able to just like completely wear down an enti- entire generation for the sake of like needless violence. Like this post-war world and even as well just making a political comment on what Italy was like after the war. Um, and like what it would become. Mm. Um, I think in the choice of locations, it does that as yeah. well. Like going through some ruins and yeah. areas of the city that have been destroyed by World War Two, and being like, "Oh crap!" Like this must have been like a really beautiful, built-up, beautiful, yeah, yeah sophisticated yeah. city. And, and now and look at yeah. how unsophisticated it is and how unsophisticated its population. And now is. it's for a chase scene for this yeah. guy running around trying to find his. And bike. even th- the fact that you know you do have that mob violence or whatever at the end against mm. um, the pair and. And the fact that like so many of those people would just be doing that because that's what everyone that's else is what doing. You have that's to do, like the yeah. yeah, it's but, just, yeah. Again, it's just that sense of him stepping into almost finally giving in and going fine. I'll play by the rules of this disgusting world we've made for each other. And then the movie almost being like it doesn't reward anyone. Yeah. Mm. Further, You're like not gonna win. the realism of this film, in place of dialogue scenes of him expressing how important it is, it's. Every single second that goes by, you see his face yeah. literally slowly drop. It's like the most interesting performance you see as every moment goes mm, by. He ages in this he, movie. He literally, and you see, you literally see just, all I could think about was the thing of like, if he says out loud how important this is, mm. he won't be able to go on. Yeah, like, then it, then yeah. it fails. Oh, oh, God. so I'm sad. He just so can't. depressed talking yeah. about this. Yeah, I, I even think about like, you know, when they, he momentarily gives up and he's having the meal. Um, with Bruno being like, oh, fuck it, who cares? He immediately, and it's yeah. again like, oh, maybe they're going to bridge a gap. No. He starts being like doing the numbers of like, here's how much money I would make if I had this job. And that yep. immediately brings him back to yeah. silence, closed off, closed doors. Mm. I need this. The guy's name is Lamberto Maggiorani. Oh, well, he does a great job. I love that like his performance has like a weird blankness to it. That mm. He's almost just like this little action man that kind of has to get, yeah. get the job done. And Bruno's and just like chasing Yeah, him I think him. you see it more from Bruno's perspective. Like You see the humanity also in his father through his son. Yeah. Like when you see him sort of like looking to him and, and looking yeah. for his and it's like, I don't know. I think you'd have to be like a pretty cold person to watch this movie and not think like – 
back to when you realized your parents were not flawless like superhero people like that they made mistakes and did the wrong thing sometimes Wow, what a movie. Well, so sad. Time to move on to our next neorealist scathing critique yeah. of, of society. Let's do it. BMX Bandits released as shortwave <laughs> in America. Really weird. Why would shortwave. you like to call it? Because it's like BMX a walkie-talkie. Oh, walkie-talkie. Anyway, shortwave. dumb. Is a 1983 family adventure film directed by Brian Trenchard Smith, who uh, is an awesome exploitation director that I'll talk about a bit later. Um, and it's just a film about a bunch of kids who stumble across like a heist plan and how they get caught up in stopping those shenanigans. Um, it was meant to film in uh, Melbourne, but it relocated to Sydney because Brian wanted to utilize the Northern beaches and stuff. Can you imagine mm. the BMX bandits going through to Grave Street, like Yay. stealing coffees uh, and like, and like Federation like Square, in- they would do like yeah, a little crazy. Yeah, Square then. yeah, that's around the millennium, right? Very, yeah. But yeah, very funny. Mm. That, Cause like I was up in Sydney last week and I was like, holy shit, this is Manly Beach. Like, it's literally everywhere. It's like literally spots that last week I was just hanging out with my friends in anyway. Aww. Um, so story time, kids, <gasps> this is okay. So again, for some reason I have a connection, like we have a bit of a connection to, to this film. We would watch it. Yeah. We lived in Port Hedland for a year. It was when we biked a lot. Yeah. We biked a lot biked and we went to someone's house and they were watching it. And I was like, oh, I want to watch this now. So I used to watch it a lot. And, uh, it does that thing in the opening, uh, where it's like the superhero movie thing where like, you know, they put on a glove and there's a close-up of the glove. They put it on like another glove, close-up. They put on the goggles. They put on, uh, like they put their feet into the... I can't do that the, anymore of these. They like, put their yeah, feet into the, the stirrups the and stuff. All good. And they like hold on to the handle and they're like vroom, vroom and shit and all that stuff. So I thought that was so cool. So I used to have this bicycle that looked like a motorbike, like on the outside of it was like plastic things to make it look <laughs> like a motorbike. And it has, tra- and it had uh, tr- training wheels on it though for way too long. <laughs> yeah. And um, we lived on the top of this huge hill. Oh, and I look back on this and I'm like- Not that huge. The the means of like this store, like the way this happened could literally be in a comedy film, right? So I go outside, I'm in the middle of the road, the blistering sun bearing down on me. And I do, <laughs> glove, <laughs> glove, hands on the bars, Feet in the strips, vroom, vroom. I go down and I immediately fall over and hurt my fucking knee. Because <laughs> so I remember hearing the music in my head, like, and I literally, I was like, fall, graze my knee, neighbor runs over. I'm like, so yeah, that's my history with Demi Sanders. This movie's fucking dope. Oh, this is so fun. Oh. This is a fun one. In the first 20 seconds, I was like, yes, 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 yes. Even like the studio <laughs> logos are like, <laughs> even the studio logos are like super psych sound pictures. I'm like, yeah. fuck yeah, let's go. And it's a young Nicole Kidman. We yes. say she is so with her real hair. And frizzy. Mm. She's so oh. goodness. Can we talk about one of Teeny the guys, tiny. Goose, has mm. the we- his voice is like, he's like, I think this is going to be yeah. a yeah. Like sounds- like around the twist. It's like, yeah, sound- yes, I got such big around the, the twist real vibes. around the twist thing. I don't know what that of is. Of like teens that sound like 40-year-olds for some reason. Yeah, it's lovely. They're it's like, very oh, come endearing. off it. You're like, come it. off it. He's literally supposed to be like the, like the cheeky one of the group and he'll be like, I watched a movie where 
the girl reached her hand inside the box and the arm <laughs> fell off. And you're like, you crazy you, fella. Just you funny just, boy. Literally. Um, yeah, Cray. Uh, this is the first Australian movie we've done. Oh, God. Oh, well, I doesn't that say something? And it's so Australian. Yeah. It's Everyone's very Australian. Crikey. This is like so. a Weebix commercial. Didn't you get like the same yeah. vibes? Yes. Yeah, no, I totally did. This was fun. I, I was happy to watch this. I also was just like happy that like I, I feel like this is like relatively well known. For like an Australian, it was hard to find. I thought on rewatch I'd be like, oh, boring. Like, so no, I didn't it's find so it boring. Fun. It's cute <laughs> and fun. It's not much more than that. Like, I wouldn't, uh, but I don't think it's trying to be. I think who yeah. was it? Was it like Tarantino who was like, oh, it's like the Australian Goonies? Yeah. Well, he we'll get on to, again to the director. He loves. It's one of his favorite directors, Brian yeah. Trenchard Smith. I have to say, like the way I watched this movie was so weird. Um, I was in LA, Los yeah. Angeles, and um, I knew that there was like this cool video store because I couldn't find it online anyway. This movie. And at this video store, they have like a bike movies section. And I was what? looking at like I was, I was like, surely it'll be in the bike section. Yeah, I was like, what's so in that? Like Easy Rider and what else? Oh, it's all like they have just like this crate. Every every shelf of this store is so like amazingly organized. It's called Cinephile in LA. Yeah. So and cool. in their sports section, there's a biking section, and it was all movies about people like doing bike stuff. The hell! And they didn't have BMX bandits, and I was like, "Excuse me, do you have BMX bandits?" And the guy was like, "Oh yeah, that's in the Brian Trenchard Smith section." Oh. <laughs> it was like all of the guys. It's so cool. Yeah, I love that. It was so wild. This I is love. fun. Do you want to explain what exploitation is? Ausploitation is essentially this one isn't. Oh, I guess it this kind isn't of wild is. enough to be exploitation. Yeah, exploitation is essentially yeah. the Australian wave of exploitation films. Um, which is like essentially things that are perfectly suited to like a drive in, like they feel really like like designed cult films, like they're really either gory, it's all like it's either about like boobs or it's about action or it's about gore. Monsters. And this yeah, was really animals. his like most mainstream, mainstream one of his most mainstream releases. And um I think all those skills translate so well. This is like 95% of this movie is one chase. It's like the OG Fury Road. You know <laughs> that's that there's true. like, oh my so you know God. for a long so time, you're like, I'm missing a bit of BMX. There hasn't been it's a BMX really nice. for a while. Mm. And then there's like a literal, it literally does not end. Mm. Do you remember, do you know the one I'm talking about? It's like the whole second act is them. Wait, r- where they're like with the, the massive group of kids? No, no, no. The one where they, as if you guys didn't feel like this is going for, so uh, Nicole Kidman's been kidnapped. By oh, the way, that's where it shut. ends up with them on the boat and stuff. Yeah, so yeah. first off they go to get Nicole Kidman and then they run away from them for like 45 minutes. <laughs> uh, Nicole Kidman is so talented and she. the worst part of the film for me is she gets damsel and distressed yeah. three yeah. times, yeah. So three times. separate times. first role? Yeah. Oh, baby. She's so good. How nice is that? Apparently um, she's not very nice. Oh, I bet she was yeah. back then though. Ewan, oh, this is his first mention on the podcast. You're welcome, Your Ewan. friend Ewan. I don't even know if he listens, whatever. Um, his we'll mum went to school with her or something. Oh, uh, crazy. Maybe, you he's... know what, tall poppy. We're the worst in Australia. Yeah. Oh, my God. Where do I live? Totally. Sorry, Beautiful. Nicole. Sorry, Nikki. Um, how cute are, like, the costumes and what everyone wears? What colours would we be? <gasps> what colours? Um, Meg would be pink. Yeah, pink. I don't know why. No, I um, mean, don't, we have to be one of the primary colours because that's what they oh. wear. Oh, no, she wears pink, she doesn't pink she? Because she's the girl. She's girl oh, but it's most satisfying when it's, like, she's yellow. The weird goose is blue, blue and the other guy's red. I would want to be green. What are we well, doing? That's Wait, the primary color. What the I'm hell? Sorry. Um, I think it's red then. I'm not going to be I yellow. Guess, I guess yellow. Okay. I don't really feel like a blue. Oh, well, then no one's happy. No, it's, no it happened. You <laughs> pigeonholed me. I just wanted to be pink. Yeah. Okay, you can. This yeah. is like when people tell me I'm like a Charlotte. I'm like, no, mm. I'm a Charlotte. Carrie hybrid. 
obviously. I like carrying. Um, I'm carrying. I imagine it was just like enormous, like Cronenberg creature that's been like up like he's gone through. Like, like I couldn't rain. help but wonder. <laughs> it's a creepy, like voice. It's like teeth falling out and stuff. Um, there's so many funny things to talk about with this really fun movie. Um, one of my fave things is it has really solid fun plot logic what? until the third act, which is like, I was like what no, is this plan? Like, what are they? Like, you know, like they just randomly all don't get murdered. I'm like, yeah, yeah they all have guns. How did you not think you were going to get killed? <laughs> like, it just works out so well. I and I'm like, like, whoa. Yeah. I wonder if I'm like a real brainlet that doesn't appreciate this movie because I found it like quite boring. No way. Like, it was so much the fun. The BMX was fun. The songs were fun. But the BMXing doesn't really start until like an hour in. Yeah, but the stuff before that's quite fun. It's quite funny. Yeah, she was like working at a supermarket. Is it? She's working at a a part-time job. But like, sorry. I didn't find that that weird. I guess that wasn't the most logical part of the film. You've got me there. Truly. I I don't know. It was fun enough that I was like, this is cute. I'm not going to lie. I did check my phone a bit. I wasn't (laughs) completely engaged the whole time, but it was good. I didn't think like it was literally just like BMX action. I think it has the same thing. We've... Done so oh, many. We've done blah, so blah, many. Blah. No, but even just we've done friendship. so many movies that have this thing of like kids. Like you, you don't want to um, misjudge kids. Like you know yeah. how we've done like Freaky yeah. Friday and Parent I Trap. Be small, but have, I've got a big one. Yeah, literally. Yeah, that thing of like, you, like it feels like a like a fun children's adventure book. Like. I could see them even be like, the, the thrills, thing, yeah. the chills, the laughs, you know what I mean? Like with the bit where they go to the graveyard. I'm like, that's all fun. Uh, I think it's pretty cute. I, th- I was like, how was I entertained by this as a kid? I thought the pace lagged Are you a bit. serious? Yeah, I'm entertained by some Sorry. weird things as kids. Though. I was just put on really I said strange fuck yeah, like out loud multiple times. No, yeah, I thought it was fun. And we, <laughs> I, I think you're like overestimating our like, mm-hmm. or I mean, maybe underestimating our attention spans. Yeah, probably. Well, my attention's been now. now. I like, couldn't but back then, I, like, I can remember the really BMX. movie and I don't care for BMX. Mm. I mean, yeah, I'm totally. Harsh, I have to say as well, like, those kids are bandits. At the start, they slap some they're random cheeky. lady's ass yeah, on the way. Criminals. Oh, yeah. That's, they stole mm. someone's ice cream, smacked it. Oh, can we they're talk jerks. about the score thinking of? Um, whenever <gasps> the song, I Like Boys. You um, keep on talking about I Like Boys. Oh I'm God. talking about, so there's a, this movie has an electronic score. And if someone if someone's like walking down the street, the score would be like. <laughs> and then when there's a chase scene, it'll be like. Boom. Now is when literally the most boring scenes, the music's like. And also whenever there's a kid that they paint as like the comic relief because he's like a schlob. And whenever he comes on, the music's like. And I feel so bad for him. He's the one who gets his ice cream stolen. Oh, yeah. They literally, the music is like, here comes a big old piece of shit. <laughs> I'm like, all right. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I had fun with this one and I'm just happy to leave it like at that. Like it was fun. Mm. We should do theme songs. So you're right. Talk about I Like Boys. <gasps> Eliza okay. Boy. I think it's actually called I See Boys. Mm. I See Boys. Wow. And it's like. To, to be honest, I contacted the singer of the song on Twitter to see if she wanted to engage with me and she just didn't. But, uh, like when Nicole Kidman finally gets her bike, there's like a five minute long scene of just the other two bandits watching her and just being like, oh, what a Sheila. And she's like doing flips Sheila. on this bike. And it's clearly like a stunt double who's just like a um, man. Her, <laughs> female, her female stunt double uh, broke her leg. So they oh, um oh they, I, like, couldn't find one that looked like Nicole Kidman. So they got a guy and put her wig on him. Yeah, it's on you can Wikipedia. really tell. And the song that plays is a song that's like, I see boys, I'm starting to grow, I'm starting to blossom. And it's like, 
going through oh puberty and recognizing that men want you. <laughs> like, ew. Um, this movie has a dope. Amazing. The theme song to this movie, it kind of sounds like they're out of tune the whole time, but it's dope. because like, ba ba na na and then it goes BMX. BMX. It's great. That's great. I'm speaking of. I forgot to say with bicycle thieves. Um, I I can't quite remember it. I was going to record it on my phone, but I felt bad that that was the thing that BMX Bandits was winning over bicycle thieves that didn't have its own song. So I kind of came up with a theme song last night. I can't really remember how it goes, but it's like. Bicycle thieves, bicycle thieves, and no, then the bicycle work. thieves. It does not work. It doesn't not work. I had work. The, like I had like the power chords of ba- BMX ba- Bandit ba- stuck ba- in my head. Ba- yeah. Well, yeah, I think yeah, this is fun. I had a fun little time. I was impressed by the explosion. That was oh a yeah, big that was a big explosion for an Australian film. Yeah, truly. Yeah, good on dinky, him. dinky, 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 So patronizing to Australia. Sorry, guys. It is now time for us yet again to compare the picks. This is the part of the show where we talk about the two films we've just had a chat about uh, face-to-face with one another, what one does better, what one does worse, what they do similarly, and ultimately which one is better at its job for what it sets out to do, which in this week's case is very, very Mm. different things. Mm. Yes. Bicycle Thieves wants to shine a light on an entire social movement, an entire city, how it's feeling after World War. Like, that's some pretty goddamn lofty aims. Yeah. And I think it fully achieves them. Totally. I 100% agree. Whereas BMX Bandits is about being kick-ass, escapist, fun for the A whole family. A fun, old-fashioned adventure. Yeah, we should talk kids. about if... So if the mission statement of our show is the winner of the Twin Picks is whichever film better achieves what it sets out to do, if a film is just like... like you know, like say it's like a, I don't know, some say somebody made a film and they were like, this is just like, we don't want anything. Like we don't care what, you know what I mean? Like a film that doesn't have much on its mind, mm. if it does that job perfectly and the other yeah. film wants to be a perfect film and it does that well, are we saying that then in that case, the one that was more, like the one with more ambitions would be the winner or the one whose <laughs> ambitions we further we met. Like look towards like for um, me exactly what both these films want to be they completely are for yeah, me at a perfect quantity and I go oh actually well, if they're both perfectly that to, like, to taste one, yeah to which one yeah you would fi- say which is, accomplishment is better is better yeah. is a better yeah which is a better accomplishment uh, I think like yeah. our feelings have to factor into it as well like yeah. what we think for us was a more successful film because I'm sure in a like most movies like but we also want people to like it mm. so yeah. that's part of the like me, um, you know, mission as well. Like I'm yeah. so glad that I watched both of these films this week. Mm. I actually loved watching both of them Aww. so much. Mm. I was really excited to talk about them. I've had really great conversations about them and I'm sure anybody that watched either of them would have a great time with them in their true. own way. Um, I think, yeah, I yeah. think for me, I probably as well, the fact that um, Bicycle Thieves is really like, groundbreak- like groundbreaking in its um, not only in its mission, but also in its um, accomplishment of it, and the fact that it did 
bear such influence on an entire genre on time of like a movement of film but also like social study and how we talk about um society through art um like pmx minutes was fun but <laughs> <laughs> like it, it wasn't that um and yeah i just think as well yeah if if we're saying what um film achieves its mission better and i think it's implied to most films that a mission would be like oh we want this and we also want people to like that I like Bicycle Thieves better. It is so... But does he do a flip? Does he ever do a wheelie in Bicycle Thieves? Sorry, Nicole. While he's running around putting up posters. You have my heart. Um, but Bicycle Thieves broke it. And for that, I don't know what to tell you. Well done. I know. Uh, wasn't that good? God. Fucking A. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, just that you guys are like, wow, BMX Man, it's what a thrill ride from start to finish. I just found it kind of boring. Interestingly, I, don't know. I think I as well was feeling really juvenile when I was watching it. Not juvenile, but I was just kind of like, oh, this is fun. And I That's remember what I watching mean. this. I was actually like, I was expecting it to be wilder, quicker, like more stupid Australian slang. And I was just like, oh, I was like, what a fun okay. tone that when it's hit on the head is so cool. Of that thing of like cheeky kids outdoing everyone else and just mm. being like, that's what you get. Like, yeah. I love, I love Classic, that. Classic, like a Bronson shenanigan. Oh, oh. Bronson. After Paul. After Paul. From um, Around the Twist, if you didn't yeah, know. Yeah, completely. And Around the Twist episodes are like 20 minutes long. Perfect. Not sorry, two hours and not enough bikes and not enough Nicole Kidman. Wow, Eliza really um, loved sorry. BMX Bandits. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, what was everyone's favourite BMX trick? Oh, God, I don't even know. The, the one remember. with the wheel. <laughs> I like one thing that's not really a trick, but that I like in real life is like when people on a bike, they're not going fast, but they don't want to stop. So they just like kind of wobble around. They're like, oh, what, what, at the traffic lights. Light. Yeah, yeah, when you're waiting at the lights. Like I loved how often they had to do that while talking and stuff, like just wobbling around. Yeah, actually, what do we think about bikes? Just let's talk Ooh, about bikes. Okay. I love bikes, but you know what? I hate bikes. Oh. <gasps> No, like people, what? Oh, I don't like cycling. Oh, oh, as a driver. I was talking about. Oh. I don't really appreciate the phrase. Uh, to be fair, I don't really appreciate the phrase that I, the joke thing I joked about at the start of like, it's almost, it's like riding a bicycle. Like you pick it up easy because I'm pretty sure if I tried to pick up a bike. It no, is, no. Bikes are easy. I, I don't love, think I'd be good at it. Balance. I don't so think we're saying, do we it. like people, like the cyclists on the road or do we like to Let's bike ride? Let's talk about ride? cyclists on the road. Because I like to bike ride and the cyclists on the road are fine. They're doing a good environment. driver. Check no. out the answers. Ex- no, no, no. Mm, mm, mm. Okay, the thing with cyclists is, okay, you know what? Yeah, do it for the environment. But you know what they all do? All of them, every single one of them is on their bike to their home to get into one of their three cars. Like none of them are like, I don't, <laughs> don't know. They're story. all like 45-year-old dudes. You know why we don't, you know <sighs> what? I know that this is coming from the fact that we live on um, like a, <sighs> a bike trail. Yeah, and, they and always- there are blind corners and they yeah. really zoom past. Loads you. of them are... That ride is like to a coffee shop to like have some coffee to then go back home and get in your fucking like land. So it's and the cutting down emissions. The BMX bandits should left. murder them. Oh my god. <laughs> anyway, I think they should level this up might divide our shift. audience. This might be the end of Twin Peaks. I'm kind of like, should I just say BMX bandits to <laughs> to fuck with us? To kind it of it's, I don't to think it'll make a change at this point. to challenge yeah. the mission statement of our show. No, my no, thinking I'm is I'm doing it. Yeah, BMX bandits. Oh no. Okay. BMX bandits. We switched one. Yeah. No, nah, it's bad. No, nah, sorry. If I, I even... felt bad saying that. Bicycle foods. It's bicycle foods. <laughs> sorry. Good. It's bicycle foods. Yeah, because I feel like mm. even if I thought BMX Back Bandits was too. perfect for what it was, which I don't, but you seem to, mm. like, I still feel that, like, Bicycle Thieves is such an elevated effort. And I'm like, I would talk about that so much more freely than I would about BMX Bandits. Like, I could talk for longer about Bicycle Thieves. Yeah. Beyond, sure. like, 
the movie's needs. Like it takes on a life of its that own is in like true. discussion that, that's and very, its audience. That's a great, yeah, you're true. There are lots of, there are lots of different elements that we can bring to further like le- layer the conversation. And that is a great point that. And for what other movies Bicycle it's is Like, um, like the actual like importance, like social, it's just like when talking about, you know, films with like, uh, like movies that belong to like greatest movies of all time lists where you like don't just gone. take into you don't <laughs> yeah. just take into regard the film itself you take into regard its social effect mm. and it's what like it what it what it's further served and as we said um bicycle thieves is a pillar of cinema of where cinema's gone and bmx man it's made me want to hit the pillar and fall asleep <laughs> god she's yeah, she. well wrong. congratulations i think well in done order. bicycle thieves you done stole you a bike but you also done stole our little hearts what do you think means more to the bicycle thieves the fact that we gave it one out of two possible or the fact that it like is in top 10 of most like can you imagine if we i want to find the director who's dead but dead. we go up to him and we're like Victoria, Sir, I want you to know you we picked you over BMX. BMX Bandits. We did. It was this close, but you won. Oh, well job. done, mate. Aww. Stunning stuff. Well, with that said, it's time to go check on our annoying little triplet that lives in our attic. Let me out. Let me out. Shut up. <laughs> I don't like it when we do that. <laughs> As I do this spiel, can you guys go BMX? We'll try it, yeah. BMX. Okay. BMX. Now it's time to triple it in the attic. BMX. Where we got to pick a deformed, rejected little third piece of media. A song, a movie, whatever. That we think acts as a thematic triplet to this episode's twin picks. BMX. Oh, God. Amazing. I aspired for greatness and that's exactly what I got. Kick it off, Meg. So this week I really struggled to come up with the triplet in the air. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> because I was like, oh, bikes, you know, because that's the only thing that really connects that's these That's the connective tissue. Yeah, really. And then I was like, oh, what about that Queen song? But I didn't really like that song. So I decided to go with a band who I also am like not even that intense on, but Bombay Bicycle Club, pretty good band. And they have a new song. And apparently well, I listened to it and I was just reading the comments of it because I was trying to come up with something. And they said, like, oh, this is cute because it's about them, like, getting back together. Um, I didn't really know that they had, like, sort of disbanded. Or I don't think they had. They just had a hiatus. But, yeah, it sounds like a love song at first. Then it kind of goes into the fact, like, Aww. oh, we're great together. I don't even like know the Like the bandits. Those yeah, like the bandits. Buddies. That's true. But, yeah, I, I've heard, like, songs here and there. And this one, their latest release, made it onto my little current playlist on Spotify. And I really liked it. And I thought it was a cute little triplet. Doesn't really mean that much to me. Definitely not as much as Bicycle Thieves, but yeah, listen to it if you want. I don't know. There you go. Beautiful. There it is. Oh, my triplet is a song too. It's the bike song by Mark Ronson. Oh, yeah, from like, good from choice. Ago. I used to Dat. listen to the album. This was on all the time. Oh. And the song is like, it's not exceptional. It's just like a cute little pop How song with go? a good like Q-tip rap yeah. verse whatever you know gonna ride my bike until i get home yeah i think it like gets at what is so like liberating about bikes like you can just make your own path and like the lyrics are all about like everyone says i should grow up and get a car and like settle down but yeah. i want to be like a little brat and just like ride my bike around God, I like love a child. Mark Ronson. that's a good yeah. album 
I'm not the music. <laughs> yeah. I'm definitely not the music person in our family, but I like Mark Ronson. Oh god, he has some great albums on his own. Like he's known as being such a. We were talking. I about always love that song. Yeah, I, I just love that. I don't want to see you go. I need somebody to love me. That's somebody him, right? Oh. Yeah, yeah, it is. Great. Um, yeah. Stunning. Love those two. Uh, mine this week is. I kept on trying to think of like something to do with Brian Trenchard Smith because I just like that's such a like underrated filmography. Uh, and I was like, I should just give the option to the people and say, see one of these three <gasps> Brian Trenchard Smith films that I've seen. Like I'm very new to his filmography recently. So I was excited when we were doing BMX Bandits, but like you gotta watch his stuff. He's one of Tarantino's favorite directors and you can see the influence everywhere. Um, He's kind of, it's a kind of cinema that like, I wouldn't recommend it to everyone. Like it's definitely not it's something pulpy. that Meg would love. It's like Very pulpy, pulpy cults, yeah. like drive-in stuff, but it's such a good brand of that. Um, if you want to hear a bit about him, you should watch Not Quite Hollywood, which is a great documentary on Australian like exploitation cinema. Hmm. Anyway, uh, so of his films, you should either watch Turkey Shoot, which is mm. like gory action film. That's the only coolness. one I've seen apart from Oh, it's so cool. Um, the Man from Hong Kong. Just also dope. That's like much more like straight action. It has incredible stunts. His movies have like the most ridiculous stunts ever. Anyway, or Dead End Drive In. Mm. Just such a cool filmography, a really cool guy that, especially as Australians, we should appreciate that yeah. before we got all boring and only made one good Australian <laughs> movie in the last like 10 years. And they're all for old people. And literally. They're all about um, like remote areas. They're literally all about like at a local Talk retirement home. The, an old couple tries to rediscover love. And a like, girl? Who's a, a grieving racer? mother? What are we talking yeah. about? <laughs> uh, yeah, before that, Australia had an awesome history of making really cool, disgusting cinema. Cool, um, so do you reckon we should, like, say, do the double feature, Bicycle Thieves and BMX Bandits with your friends, bike home listening to our two songs, yeah. and, and while you're just at home, like tooling around, watch like one of the Brian No, 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 no. This is the next night or okay. like maybe on the way over or something you you invite. Why your bike? No, 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 not, not, not my bike. I mean like Thank all I mean the is roads, the Brian Trenchard Smith films, these are like you get the boys around, you have Ooh, some bevs. The boys light up. You got some bevs, maybe have a little bit of something extra, but no, I don't do that. But What? What is he talking about? What are you talking about? Don't cook. Oh, <laughs> no. He said it. You're coming around to my place today. Let's wrap it up. All righty. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Twin Peaks. It's been so much fun podcast. for me. Yeah, whatever. He recommended it. Oh, God. Let's just wrap it up. <laughs> wow. How does Jelly do this then? Yeah, you sounded like Goose or PJ. If you had a good time, make sure you subscribe. How weird is He's like literally yeah. 14 and he sounds yeah. like that. If you had a good time, make sure you subscribe or follow from wherever you listen to so you don't miss out on any new episodes. And please leave us a review on whatever platform you're listening from. It's so helpful because we've been seeing ourselves go up, up, up in the rankings as yeah. we've seen more reviews come in. So it really helps us out. Um, and as Eliza always says and Meg always says as well, like tell a friend as well because that kind of thing. I know I have a list on my phone of podcasts that I have to listen to from recommendations because that's what we do Word of mouth now. makes it happen. Right? It really does. Yeah. I agree. It's grassroots, um, baby. Also, uh, and also feel free to shoot us an email at twinpixpodcast at gmail.com with your feedback, your suggestions, your questions, whatever. It's all good. And if you want to hear more young people talking about movies, check out roughcutfilm.com. It's a movie website. I do some editing and writing for, 
that me and my friends put together. And it's almost a year old now. Oh, baby. And for next week's episode, it's Christmas time is here again. It's time to sing a song. No, it's just. There are literally a million Christmas carols. Yeah. Wait, you guys do that. Next week's episode. For Christmas, for a Christmas episode. Well, I think next year, if we're still going next year, we'll do a couple Christmas episodes leading up to Christmas. Anyway, Jeez. this Christmas we are doing White Christmas and Black Christmas, oh. which is a very first. We kind of had talked about the idea, but literally a listener messaged and was like, for Christmas you should do Black Christmas. Aww. So shout out there. Amazing. And, um, yeah, so we're doing White Christmas and Black Christmas. We'll be doing, uh, even though this is the third Black Christmas, we'll be doing the one that uh, is coming out. Uh, in a few weeks, the the new remake that's coming out from Bloomhouse. Uh, so that'll be our Christmas episode. That's it for this week, team. Christmas. See ya. Twinning. Baby, all I want for twinning. We're already excited about Christmas. Christmas. I'm okay. Let's sing a Christmas song together. Which one? Uh, let's pick one. Anthony, Anthony's going to pick one. Pick one. <laughs> anything, anyone. Jingle bells. Jingle bells. <laughs> no. Rock. Okay. Oh, jingle bell rock. Jingle bell, jingle bell, jingle bell, jingle bell, twinning as well. Rocking on reindeer, fucking a bush. That's the slapping mingles. That was so eternal and horrible.